Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, here we are back and at it. Middle of the week, it's hump day. I appreciate you tuning in. Whether you're listening on the radio, Freedom 95, whether you've tuned into the podcast, listening on wherever you listen to your podcast, it's good to be here. Appreciate you joining us. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Let's get right to it today. You know, I wanted today to kind of, I don't know, dedicate the show almost um, exclusively to talking about what's happening in schools around the country, what's happening, uh, this debate about gender identity, this piece of legislation that was signed into law by Governor DeSantis recently, and all the back and forth about this, the discussions. And, you know, I I sense some of kind of the establishment Republicans, the moderate Republicans, they're embarrassed by people, by DeSantis, for fighting this nonsense. They act like it's not a real issue. Folks, this is, this is absolutely, unequivocally a real issue. In fact, going to read from an article or reference an article here, BizPack Review, from a couple of days ago, written by Chris Donaldson. Headline, I am appalled first second graders in New Jersey to receive sexually explicit gender identity instruction. So we're going to interweave a lot of things today. We're going to interweave what's happening in school districts around the country. We're going to talk about um, the piece of legislation, the so-called don't say gay bill. Don't say gay bill is how this thing is being framed and discussed. Um, we're going to look at some of the things the Biden administration has been saying about these sorts of things or not saying in some instances. And then I want to break down, there's, I think, I think that there's two groups of people who are in favor of this sort of nonsense happening in the classroom. One of the groups of people prefers to operate in darkness. One of these groups of people think that they know better than parents, than grandparents, than communities or, you know, churches or wherever, whoever you let speak in uh, to your child's life, whoever you've decided to have, you know, help babysit or, you know, if they've gone to a preschool or daycare, if they've been around certain relatives or babysitters or go to church, whoever you've decided should have some degree of influence over your children. These folks say, no, no, no. We want to have that authority. They don't come out and say this. They'll say it privately behind closed doors. And there's some 
Sometimes there's audio of this stuff, but they don't think parents are qualified. They think parents are bigoted, transphobic, racist, and everything else, and that it's the job of educators, the job of woke educators on top of that, to change the trajectory of our nation's youth, to save them to save them from parents, effectively. That is one group. The other group is a group that <laughs> I think can be persuaded. I think that there's some social pressures on this other group. I think this other group of people who go along with this nonsense are sometimes what my father would refer to as overeducated idiots. Not everybody. Take it easy. It's just a term my dad uses. Sometimes sometimes people have had the common sense educated out of them, and we're going to go through this today uh, in, in some detail. But it's what I want to talk about today. This is constantly on the radar. It is... It's something that is happening all around us. Other states are now looking at passing a piece of legislation similar to what Florida passed. And so I'm going to talk about it. It is relevant. It is a political issue. And we have to identify, we have to identify who it is that's coming up with these nonsensical, immoral, ridiculous things. And we have to figure out a way to combat this, to beat to beat this, to win the communication battle, to stop the propaganda, to speak truth. And so that's what we're going to do today. I want to start in this BizPack review article. Again, this is first and second graders in New Jersey who are going to be getting sexually explicit gender identity instruction. So remember, let's pause as we get to this to this article. The legislation in Florida, which has been maliciously attacked, which has been inappropriately defined by the left and by the media as the don't say gay bill, the only thing that it seeks to do is to prevent the youngest of school children from having to have discussions surrounding gender identity. Gender identity um, you know, sexual discussions, sexual orientation, those sorts of things. Basically, it says kindergarten to third graders are not going to be exposed to this stuff. They are too young. They are, this is well beyond their ability to comprehend and understand and so forth. You know, I had someone, t- I'm trying to think of where I heard this story. I'm pausing to see if I, I, you know, some things just come to me as I'm, as I'm talking, but someone shared this story with me or I read this, one or the other. And there was a child, a, um, I forget if the boy or girl, I'm, I'm really not, biological boy, I think became, became a girl. And I think it was kindergarten or first grade classroom. I don't know where this was. This was either told me, I read this, I saw this somewhere. I can remember the details of being told this. I just can't remember exactly where this happened. But the, the point here is, is that this is the sort of thing that happens to kids who are not old enough to comprehend what's going on. And to be honest, let, let's just be candid. Who really understands what's going on here? Who has the slightest idea? I've told, I've told Oz before, I need... When somebody starts trying to talk in woke terms about gender identity and uh, gender fluidity and all this stuff, I need someone to map it out for me. And I'm not even trying to be divisive here. I, 
it I don't understand half the time what someone is trying to communicate. Even if I'm trying to be respectful and trying to wrap my head around the the stuff that I'm being told, I don't understand some of this stuff and the phrases and the terms and all these sorts of things. It is a confusing confusing mess and it's only going to get it's only going to get worse as I concluded the program yesterday there's now a trans prisoner and I forget the state this prisoner is in um, but this trans prisoner is now identifying as a baby and is demanding I don't know baby food diaper changes probably you know some uh, some cuddle time rocking to sleep who knows where this ends right I I know someone, <laughs> oh man, this, it, it is relevant because this is, there is, there is, because of what we've already accepted culturally, culturally here in this conversation, there is literally no logical end to this discussion. I know someone that was at a, a gathering, a party of some sort, and this person was talking with other adults and this, another individual, you know, lots of people around, this individual came up and said that her daughter identified as a wolf and that she and her friends believed that they were wolves, to which I said they absolutely do not. First of all, wolves don't know they're wolves. Secondly, secondly, I bet when it was dinner time, she came in the house. She probably wanted to take a shower uh, she probably expected her mother to make dinner. She probably expected to have whatever it is, right? I mean, a computer, a cell phone, driven to school, what have you. This, These folks don't believe that, the, I mean, maybe there's some sort of a desire or this is a game. I don't know. Some of this stuff is so far out of bounds. Sometimes, I don't know. To me, where's the person that just says you're absolutely not a wolf, <laughs> First of all, wolves don't have conversations about their identity to human beings. That's that's starting point, number one. But this is there is no logical end to this game. There is literally none. We have, reality has left the building. Reality has left the building. And so, here we are, talking to first and second graders in New Jersey about their gender identity. Now, I want to read part of this. Um, here it is. Plans to teach New Jersey children about gender identity as part of a sex education class drew angry criticism as awareness continues to grow over racy material that has been introduced into classrooms by LGBTQ+. I think we've we've missed an IA here. I think it sh- that should properly be LGBTQIA+. Have you ever seen the full, what is it, acronym? All the letters, I, there's a lot. I, I think there's 14 or 17. I'd have to, you can check me on that, but I've done this before. LGBTQ plus activists using their positions to oct, uh, indoctrinate kids with radical woke ideology. Again, I'm reading from this article here at BizPack Review. Under state education guidelines that will take effect in September. <laughs> Folks, just, I understand New Jersey's a blue state. But I am telling you, the majority of people, even in New Jersey, while they might... Remember, they they did elect um, uh, a Republican governor in recent recent years. Chris Christie, right? So 
Here it is. Under state guidelines that will take effect in September, first and second graders will be subjected to training about sexual concepts during discussions about gender identity in one document entitled Pink, Blue, and Purple. A 30-minute lesson plan directed at first grade students is laid out. So here's what this document says. And I'm not going to go through this word for word, but you're going to get the gist of this really quickly. Identity starts with an I. That's how you can remember it. I feel, I know. Gender identity is that feeling of knowing your gender. The document reads, you might feel like you're a boy. You might feel like you are a girl. You might feel like you're a boy, even if you have body parts that some people, now we're down to some people, a few people maybe, a couple of people, might tell you are boy parts. And you might feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little of both. No matter how you feel, you're perfectly normal. Okay, so that's that's part of the lesson. So then there, it looks like there's a copy of maybe a lesson plans for a teacher. Put the sign uh, with the word gender up on the board or write it if using a whiteboard. Thank you for that. I mean, who would have thought? Who could have put that together? I don't have a sign that says gender. What am I going to do? Oh, my goodness, I've got a whiteboard. I don't know if they have stuff chalkboards or not. Wouldn't, I mean, with the way some of these teachers take these lessons just verbatim without thinking about anything, I know why they have to put this in here for people who just blindly say this ridiculous stuff. But anyhow, ask students. My goodness, folks. Ask students to repeat the word with you say something like when we referred to a boy boys in quotation marks here a boy baby or a girl baby we were talking about what gender the baby is ask how do you know what gender you are responses will vary but they may include the following my family told me i know because of my body parts i just know it If a student says something like, I just know it, or I feel that way on the inside, explain that knowing what gender you are called is, gender you are, is called gender identity. Put the sign that reads gender identity up, or again, you can write the phrase, if this is too confusing to people who just mindlessly go through this stuff, put that up on the board, ask students to repeat this with you. I mean, folks, I am just envisioning this and imagining this. This is, this is propaganda. This is indoctrination. Point out that the word identity begins with an I. Say something like identity starts with an I. That's how you can remember it. I feel, I know, I've already read part of that. Gender identity is that feeling of knowing your gender. You might feel like you were a boy. You might feel like you were a girl. You might feel like you're a boy, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are girl parts. You might feel like you're a girl, even if you have the body parts that some people might tell you are boy parts. I mean, again, first and second graders. Folks, I've had, we have three children. We've homeschooled. Now, in fairness, my wife does 99.99% of that. I occasionally have to act as, as principal or might help with if something that comes up with, I don't know, 
history or, you know, if something about a Bible lesson or something like that. But I've also run a boys and girls club. I've also been a school board member. Uh, gee, that's been 20 years ago. But the point is, I'm pretty familiar with how first and second graders, we've had, we have a 12, a 10, and an eight-year-old. So we have some that have literally just gone through this phase of, of life, just barely, right? So this is the discussion. Well, you might have what some people call boy body parts, but you might feel like a girl. Gender is something that you feel. Gender starts with I. I feel. I know. What, what gender are you? Why do you think you're this gender? Because your idiot family told you that you were a boy? What a bunch of morons they are. Are they not woke enough to tell you that you are what you feel that you are? Your family, your family probably had a gender reveal party when your mother was pregnant with you. The audacity of that. Oh, it's so 2018 to have this stuff today. I've been to a gender. There's a gender reveal party. We did not have... We didn't have those. I'm not. A, I mean, if you have them, fine. We just didn't have one. But I've been, I've been to one, and I'm telling you, the woke, the woke ain't happy with that, my friends. The woke don't want you telling other people what gender your baby is, just because, just because certain parts appear on the ultrasound or whatever they call those ultrasounds. I guess. Again, this is for first and second graders. And you're the problem, they think, they say. You're the problem if you have an issue with this. You're the problem. You're the one who's anti-trans or, you know, you want to destroy the lives of people who are trans. In fact, Pete Boot Edge Edge said the other day, Boot Edge Edge said the other day, that he agreed with one of those lunatics on The View who said, who said that this law in Florida... Again, we're weaving what's happening in New Jersey with what Florida... Florida's trying to prevent this. This is precisely what Florida is trying to prevent happening to young children. This is it right here in a nutshell. And they're going to tell you that this sort of thing is even a real issue. Republic, there are Republicans running for office who are embarrassed about DeSantis and legislation like this because they tell you it's not a real issue. Well, I'm reading from the curriculum. I don't know what else I could say to these folks who act like this is not... A real issue. It shouldn't be. This is insane. But this is where we are. And I've got to take a time out. But I've got plenty of more to get to with this. We've devoted the entire program today to this very topic. Lots of components and subplots and you know details that I want to get into. And we'll do that as things come together. But I, I got to take a break here. Quick time out, my friends. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. <laughs> Folks, welcome back. I, I've been reading, and I'd read this earlier. I don't know. It, it is just, there's no way in the universe. Look, if you want to have these discussions with your child personally, privately, that's your prerogative. You know, every child is different. I mean, that, that's fine. Folks, this, I, I'm going to tell you, if there are young ears listening, this, <laughs> this is, I don't even want them to know to hear me say these things. So if there's young ears listening, I'm going to give you a few seconds to, I'm sorry, little ones. I know you love listening to this program, and I don't blame you. 
I don't blame you. Hang in there. We'll just do this really quickly, and then mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, whoever, can let you come back and listen to Todd on the radio here. But I have to have you step aside here because I'm not like these teachers. This is this is beyond my ability to even come close to what these what these folks are trying to defend here. So this is again the curriculum in New Jersey. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to get to some words that maybe you don't want your first and second grader knowing, although the state of New Jersey thinks that they absolutely need to be, you know, hammered over the head with this stuff so that they know their gender identity at age seven or whatever. Anyhow, here we go. Curriculum says, (laughs) it says this, most most girls have a vulva, which is the name uh, for the area between the legs. The vulva describes the whole area, including the small hole where urine or pee comes out, called the opening to the urethra. The hole below that, oh boy, which is a little bigger and is called the, again, cover the young ears, the vagina, that is used when a female has a baby. First of all, I was telling Oz during the break, what is this female has a baby? Isn't this... I think Oz has a correction. This is birthing parent. When a birthing parent has a baby, we don't know if that birthing parent identifies as a woman or a man. What's this female talk? This is, I don't know how to make sense of this. I'm just telling you, you know, we, we grew up in the era, era where female meant, um, you know, meant girl. I mean, right? And look, I want to pause really quickly as I, before I get back to this. I understand I understand that we are all different. I understand that there are some men who have, you know, there's some men that have all masculine traits. There's some men that have masculine traits and some feminine characteristics. There's some men who have feminine characteristics. There's some women who have, you know, feminine characteristics and a mix of uh, masculine and feminine or, you know, masculine, right? This this happens. There, there is differences between humans. But in general, my friends, there are masculine traits and feminine traits because those are how those define the differences, the general differences between the genders, between the sexes. I know somebody would say I just used two phrases that are not synonymous, but that is – there are differences between people. Um, and people can have a mix of masculine and feminine. By the way, what are we going to do? Are we going to outlaw the entire Spanish language? I was thinking about this the other day. When I, you know, there is la, which, uh, you know, la f- uh, precedes certain words in Spanish, and they're called the, the feminine, feminine words. Masculine words have L in front of them, right? And typically ended, I guess, O a lot of times. And I'm way oversimplifying this, but. And the, the feminine words end in A. Are we going to say that this language needs to be totally done away with? I mean, we, we have completely and utterly lost our collective minds here. Let me get back to this. I don't want to read this. That's part of my, I'm dragging my feet. I don't, I don't want to read this. We just, we just talked about how there's a second hole and a female can have a baby from this hole. The, again, first graders need to hear this stuff apparently. And then they say this, and the hole below that where a bowel movement, or I'm reading from this, my friends, or poop comes out, called the anus, the document reads. 
So a person with a vulva has three, uh, three holes, again, between their legs and, oh my gosh, and a very sensitive little area at the top. I'm not even, I'm done with this. First grade, first graders in New Jersey need to be subjected to this. Tell me how this makes any bit of sense whatsoever. And then, got to take a break here. Then, on top of that, the directions on how to run this, this lecture, <laughs> this propaganda, this brainwashing session on children, it says this. You're, to tell the students this, there are some body parts that mostly just girls have and some parts that mostly just boys have. These body parts, which are usually covered by clothing or a bathing suit, I don't know why bathing suit needs to be separated from clothing, but so be it, are sometimes called private parts or genitals. And today, we want to make sure that everyone knows the correct names for these parts and who has, and who has what body part. So then they got this PowerPoint presentation. They're supposed to pop out. They're supposed to put it up on the screen, or apparently if you don't have a screen, there's probably some instruction that says bring a drawing, bring a chart that shows the drawing of you know, two bodies up here in swimsuits. And then you're supposed to explain during the summer when some people go swimming. Of course, we got to be understanding with some because not all go swimming and we don't want to offend people who don't like to swim. They go on to write here, people generally wear bathing suits to cover their genitals. Explain that we that when we wash our bodies and go to the doctor for a checkup, it's important to know what our body parts are. Turns out that part is actually scientific. There's no way of running away from that reality and how to keep those parts healthy. Then you advance to the next slide, point out that there's... Uh, and explain the following. Most here we go again. Most girls have a vulva, which most girls, which is the name for the area between the legs. Da 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 da. That's when we get to some of that stuff that we've already talked about. First and second graders. First and what is it? Seven year olds. They're gonna be. You can be six in first grade, probably. Six, seven, eight. Oz is saying possibly. So. Don't tell me this isn't a real thing. Don't tell me this isn't a real thing. This, this I'm reading the curriculum. And somewhere, someone who's listening to my voice, I am telling you as surely as I'm sitting here, you know a teacher who is hoping to have the same conversations with your child, with your grandchild, with your you know niece or nephew, with your best friend's kid, whatever. That's happening. I don't care where you are in this country. Don't tell me this is not a problem. So we get back. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the reasons why some people believe this stuff to be good. And some people like me believe this is absolutely ridiculous. And I want to be as fair about this as we can because there's a reason. Not because I don't want to, uh, you know... Uh, not because I, I want you to understand, maybe I want us all to understand what people are thinking um, and the pressures that they're under as to why they would think this stuff is a good idea. First and second graders. This is, this is literally mind-blowing to me. Again, nothing surprises me, but again, when you get to the details and you have to read that, the words that I just read, 
for first and second graders is not funny. I mean, it's 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 beyond believable in a in a sense of reality that we've apparently skipped and no longer abide by in the in the universe here, at least in the United States of America. So, quick time out. Come back and continue this discussion as we're dedicating this entire episode to this. So, so tight, my friends. Back here in just a minute. Friends, welcome back. So I'm going to try to be absolutely fair here. Absolutely fair on this issue. we got to move quickly here because there's a lot to get to. Let me explain my opposition to this. Um, Many of us, like me, many of you, we think, we believe, we know that God created the heavens and the earth. We know that God created humanity in his own image. We believe that he ordered creation, as the Bible tells us, into two kinds, male and female. We also know that his creation has fallen. We have all, the Bible uses the word sin. We've all missed the mark. That's what the word means. We've not accomplished. Uh, we've all come up short. We've all failed. We've all not lived up to our potential and actually even directly disobeyed uh, the one who made us. We broke that relationship. But sin was uh, introduced to the world originally through the free will and the choices of of Adam and Eve. But before we get too too much on our own high horses, I think, candidly, we all, we've all made these decisions. And we would have if we were the first creation as well. So it's also important to point out that to a Christian, we live, again, we live in this fallen world and just if if something let's let's um, you know let's say that there, there's clearly people who are confused about their their gender. Absolutely the case. I I do not have I, I these people deserve to be loved and accepted as much as anybody else on planet Earth. Um, but we also we also. For those of us who believe that what I just said is the truth, we also have to understand that, you know, there's a responsibility of sorts to say, hey, you know, um, a fallen world where we have struggles of all different types doesn't mean that we should suddenly say that everything is, you know, uh, morally equivalent to everything else, every, every choice. And so, um, in fact, I would encourage you, if you haven't read this book or heard of this book, I would encourage you to get this. This is this is a book I've read. I may have read it twice. Actually, when I say read, it's typically I listen to it on Audible. Um, the book is called Is, is God Anti-Gay? And it's written by a gentleman named Sam Alberry. And Sam Alberry is a, a pastor. I think he's a I know he's a uh preacher or evangelist type, and he has same-sex attraction, but he does not act upon it because he says that that is outside the realm of, of what God designed, That that's missing the mark if he acts upon that. Part of living in a broken world is that, you know, we all have sometimes, well, we all have desires that are not necessarily squared away with what God wants. Um, and 
I admire the heck out of this guy. I really do. For writing the book, the way he explains it, I think it's fantastic. If you have someone who's searching for God who has questions about, you know, if, if they struggle with same-sex attraction or if they uh, have questions about these things, I would, this is a great book to give them. It's, it's a, I think it's, it's a fantastic way and someone who understands what they're experiencing. Now, some people scoff at just at what I just said there, uh, and and it's a free country, so go ahead, scoff, scoff away. Um, but I'm going to try to accurately, after the break here, depict the viewpoint um, to our audience of those who think that the Florida law is bad and the stuff that we talked about in New Jersey is actually a good, good thing. Again. When I do this, I don't want anyone to misunderstand and think I am making the case. I'm just going to try to explain where I think people are coming from with this just because I think there's a group that can be persuaded and there's a group that is totally disinterested in being persuaded. But not everybody who favors this stuff um, is interested in, you know, some people would say this is a, the Florida law is an anti-grooming bill. It prevents people from grooming young children with some of this, this stuff about gender and sex talk in first se- kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. But not everyone who supports the legislation is against the Florida law, or not everyone who's for this talk about gender is someone who's into grooming. That's not that needs to be understood. And I, the reason I point this out is because I think we sometimes lose people when we start saying, and I get for the, the sake of, of branding something and trying to communicate clearly what is at stake here. I get that, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. I think I think we should also be able to be understanding enough to know that that's not the only thing going on here. Some people are just genuinely confused and don't have a way uh, to, to navigate this stuff, and they just sometimes need to explain to them a certain way. So we're going to try to do all this when we get back after the break. So quick time out, my friends, listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So I'm going to get to this quickly. Now, talking about the folks who are in favor of having these things taught as we've gone through this program today, or... You want to put it another way, people who are against the legislation that passed in Florida. There's there's two groups. One group is a group of people who I think are evil. I think they like to operate in the dark. I think they like to have their immorality embraced so that they feel better about living an immoral and evil life. I like some people, or I, I believe that some people use this power to divide and conquer groups of people, to enrich themselves, empower themselves, remake America fundamentally. They strategize. These are the big money folks like Soros. Folks like that, um, they're opportunists who are looking for a way to break down the morality of Americans because a a moral people, um, an immoral people, I should say, is confused on what to value. They're not in communion with God. They don't understand truth. They don't know to resist some of the evil and the things that the, these bad actors are pushing on us. And I'm thinking people like, I mean, look, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, I don't want to name a lot of other names, but these are the godless radical left. And some of these folks are quite literally 
groomers. They want to corrupt our children. They're looking to abuse them, looking to use them, looking to sexualize them. You get, you get the idea. But that I don't think that's most. I don't. I think that the second group, the second group of people that are in favor of this stuff being taught to our kids, the second group of people who are against the Florida uh, legislation, I think they look at the world and they say, you know what? There are people born with all sites, uh, all, all types of sexual preferences, sexual identities, and all the gender identity, whatever. But when we look across America, we see that the vast majority of people are heterosexual. In fact, what is it? I think typically it's 2 to 3% of the population, it's typically about 2, identify as, as gay, homosexual we'll say. And then it's another percent roughly, I think, that have some of these other trans identity and so forth. So people say, look, we look across America, it's mostly heterosexual, um, but we think a lot of these folks who are heterosexual have actually kind of been shamed into it, and that's not acceptable. People should be who they were created to be. I think it's important to note here that the only moral judgment that's being made here is that all sexual choices are morally equivalent. And so there is no real right or wrong, good or bad here, um, except for it's bad if someone tries to argue for a superior type of relationship, interpersonal relationship based upon God's design. And I think people would say, why would God design people in such a way that would cause them to have a desire that's outside something that's, that, would be cause his, that would be called his will? So I think that they think the proper way to combat this is to have dialogues with people, young people, impressionable kids even, so that they're free. These kids are free to be themselves without being forced or tricked or pressured into being heterosexual. That's overly simplistic. I just, I just, I'm out of time here. I just wanted to differentiate. There, there are people that are, that are literally looking to corrupt children and that are operating in evil, but there's another group that's saying, well, you know, we don't want to force kids into something. We want them to understand and be aware and how they're not, how are they going to be aware if they're not taught? And, but they haven't, they haven't thought this thing through this. It's like this, this idea exists in some sort of a vacuum here and it's a vacuum fraught with problems. So that's all I can really say at the moment. I'm simply out of time. Quick time out, my friends back in just a minute. Folks, a couple things here in closing. Number one, I want to be clear that I think we should try to understand, simply try to understand the arguments or the thinking. And I think that's of people that disagree with us on issues. I think that's absolutely necessary to persuade them. And so that's why I did that exercise. I wasn't trying to validate it. I'm simply trying to help us to understand that there, I do think that there's groups of people, some that really want to be groomers, but I don't think that that's even necessarily the majority. A lot of folks are pressure, you know, socially pressured into this, or they're, you know, they they live in a overeducated bubble where their common sense has been kind of knocked out of them by going through, I don't know, some some university or some higher education. I'm not saying that that's bad, but that does happen from time to time. 
The other thing is I believe I believe in personal freedom. I don't believe I'm not engaged in trying to stop personal behavior um, between consenting adults. But there's a difference, my friend. Difference between that and trying to teach our children something that I that I and many others would say is not a co uh, a moral co equivalency. So I'm out of time. Got to run. SDG Cinema. Take care.